welcome to a very special Christmas edition of Making MS. And I'm editor Richard Green, alongside our publisher, who's a very big deal. <laughs> and she has all her Christmas shopping done, all her presents wrapped. So, you know, she's a model of uh, consistency for the rest of us. So, uh, Merry Christmas, Kristen, uh, and welcome to another episode. Merry Christmas, Richard. Um, I think you might have been fibbing a little bit. More than likely, I will be pulling an all-nighter tonight to get everything wrapped and ready. Well, hey. But I'm, thanks for trying to make me look good. Well, hey, that's why I try. You, you do a good job of making me look good here every week. So, well, uh, Kristen, to get people uh, ready for Christmas, we visited with our senator-elect, uh, Drew Springer. and did, yeah. Uh, yeah, and... You know, Drew won the runoff election last week against Shelley Luther, and he'll be our representative down in uh, in Austin come January. And it's going to be a very interesting session for those guys. It really is. Um, I'm I'm anxious for the new year and to get that session started. Um, I know Drew has already filed some bills, and we discussed those with him in the in the podcast to follow. Um, there's just a lot to consider with the pandemic and um, school funding and uh, just a lot of different issues and it'll be interesting to see how they address it all. Yeah and like every segment of our society you know they're Mm -hmm. going to be strapped for cash this time as uh, state revenues are down with the oil industry uh, Mm -hmm. revenues being down and also uh, just sales taxes you know, shrinking up during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it'll be uh, very interesting to see how they address many of the needs. And the needs are many from uh, infrastructure, mm-hmm. from schools, and then also, you know, paying for uh, the other issues that have arisen during this uh, public health crisis. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it will be, you know, funding will definitely be the big issue. And I, I'm curious to see, too, what comes up as far as what they've learned in the pandemic. I know whatever, all of us, whatever our career field is, there's things that we would probably do differently if we're faced with this challenge in the future. And um, I think it'll be interesting to see what our state government says about what they might do differently in the future. And one of Drew's bills is kind of related to that um, as far as, you know, he, he would like to see a special section session, excuse me, called the next time something like this happens mm-hmm. but um it it should be a lot of fun to watch so yeah definitely well to everyone that's been with us uh throughout the year listening to our podcast has been a really fun adventure that we've started <laughs> here uh we've really enjoyed it we hope you have too uh so with that said uh merry christmas to everyone we're gonna take a brief word uh from our sponsor and then we'll uh listen to drew springer Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Raymond Wood with James Wood Motors. We've been selling new cars since 1978, but long before that, we were selling quality, affordable, pre-owned vehicles. We have a huge selection of cars and trucks and SUVs, including heavy-duty trucks. With hundreds of pre-owned vehicles, we are sure to meet your vehicle's needs and budget. Shop our huge selection of pre-owned vehicles at jameswoodmotors.com today. And welcome back to another episode of Making a Mess. I'm Richard Green, alongside our publisher, Kristen Tribe, and we're joined today by Senator-elect uh, Drew Springer. Drew, uh, how's that sound, uh, Senator-elect? Boy, it sounds uh, fantastic after this uh, long uh, sprint race that we just had. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it, it had to feel like y'all had been campaigning for forever. Everything after, you know, starting over the summer and then, uh, um, and then going straight into a runoff. No, absolutely. It, uh, you know, and the first leg of it was so uh, compacted that, um, you know, you're sitting there looking at it that you feel like you shoved uh, six months into 30 days and, you know, and having to quarantine for 14 of those <laughs> during the middle of it was, was definitely odd. Yeah. Well, Drew, um, I know you've represented Cook County for quite a while in, in your uh, representative district. Uh, what made you make the choice when uh, when Pat, you know, decided to uh, resign to move up into the upper house? Well, you know, I think it was uh, the fact that um, I had represented four of the 14 counties. The fact that I had uh, really grown up and been educated and, and work inside that Senate district. Uh, grew up in Weatherford, went to school at UNT and, and worked throughout the, uh, the, the 14 counties and it just seemed like it was a natural fit. Uh, you know, one of the opportunities you have in the Senate is, uh, you know, making sure that uh, when there, there's an issue facing your constituents, that it is absolutely heard. Uh, in the House, sometimes they can be a challenge when there's, you're one out of 150. Uh, when you're one out of 31, uh, you definitely have everybody's attention. Yeah, definitely so. Um, you know, this is going to be a very interesting January as this session uh, gets uh, gets ready to get rolling. I visited with Representative King right after the uh, November election. Um, what do you feel like are going to be the major issues, you know, ahead of the this legislature? You know, the first and, and foremost is going to be the budget. It's, it's the one thing constitutionally we have to do. We know we're coming in with a shortfall. Uh, good news is uh, we're hearing that it's not as bad as earlier projected. Uh, which is it'll be better than $4.6 billion shortfall. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, you know, we know we're going to do some belt tightening. We're going to look, look at uh, government, make sure that we haven't gotten too big in, in certain areas. Uh, but we're also uh, lucky that the, the taxpayers added to that savings account called the uh, rainy day fund, the enterprise stabilization fund. And, you know, we can use uh, some of that just like we did last year for uh, Hurricane Harvey and our retired teachers. You know, this time, this time, I think we need to make sure we hold true to our commitments uh, to our schools with HB3 and teachers pay raises uh, and make sure we fund those pay raises. Those teachers that work so hard, especially during this uh, pandemic, get, you know, and after that, you know, we've got uh, we're going to have redistricting, which is always interesting and contentious between the members. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then and then really just how, how we adapt everything for COVID. One of the big ones, I think, is the governor's overreach. Um, you know, the fact I think one size doesn't fit all. We should have had a special session. And I filed a bill on that, and I've already been talking to one of the other senators that uh, wants to, to work with me, and we're trying to figure out who's taking the lead on, on that initiative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because when we visited for the story after the election the other day, uh, going through some of the bills that you'd already filed in the House, uh, there was one that really stood out was the joint resolution that you had uh, filed in the House to create a constitutional amendment, you know, where the governor will be required to call a special session when enacting those emergency powers. Correct. I, you know, I think, look, I mean, I know the governor's heart's in the right place, but uh, the legislature, the 181 are elected uh, and we have the closest ties back to the people. And, uh, 
you know, whether that's making sure that we realize, uh, you know, in, in Alvord, there's no outbreaks and why do they have to be under the same rules as Decatur uh, or worse that Wise County has to be under the same rules as Dallas County. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and nobody's better to represent those than Phil and myself. And, uh, you know, so I think that that's what we need to have those in there. Mm -hmm. Have you already, and you said you already had a few other representatives reach out to you. Is that, is that something you feel like is going to get a lot of traction? I think it is. I, I think it is a top priority for, uh, in the Senate. And I know that, uh, even in speaking with my house colleagues, uh, it is as well. Mm -hmm. And I saw you have a kind of a related bill too, that you filed with the house of before the governor enacts or calls those special or, or invokes those emergency powers of, he convenes with a board or thing to to come up with that that's correct and really what it does is it works just like uh, uh the county commissioner's court does you know if uh, jd uh, has a um you know a disaster in the county he's got seven days of determining what happens and after that the commissioner's court has to approve what continues on during that disaster this would work the same way and and we're going to work on you know, is that the lieutenant governor and the speaker and the two chairs of state affairs, or is it a couple other people? And, you know, we'll, we'll decide on what works best. Uh, the best ideas are ones that we all talk about. We come up with uh, everybody's ideas in making it versus just one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, one thing that a lot of the local school districts have talked about with the House Bill 3 and the dynamics so much changed with the, how they were funded with that. Do you anticipate any changes with House Bill 3 in this upcoming session or? You know, I think we, I, I will say this. I don't see anything that we're going to take away from the good things we did. Uh, I think we found out that there's a few things that uh, weren't properly worded and so the funding doesn't actually work right. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, been, I've even filed a bill to work on it, but I know several others have as well. Um, and it deals that one specifically deals with career and technical uh, training. So, you know, if, if a kid in Boyd, Texas is, is going to school and is not going to go college prep and is going to uh, to learn a trade and a certification, uh, the school right now under current funding of HB3 would be penalized rather than rewarded. And that was not the intent. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, kids are choosing the direction they want to go and. Uh, you know, in technical training, you know, we all realize that we've got a shortage of electricians and plumber and cybersecurity experts that don't have to go to college to get those, uh, that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's been quite a bit that's happened since the last session, you know, with the, uh, oh, and, you know, Texas continues to grow quite a bit and we're seeing a lot of that growth here. Do you anticipate, um, yeah, in, and I know your the legislature is pretty strapped for money going into this session or thing with the uh, um, with the loss in revenue or thing. But what are some projects that you, that could be being brought here to improve some of that broadband and transportation issues that are facing the county? No, and uh, look, we we cannot be penny wise and pound foolish. We are growing. Mm -hmm. We do have to invest in infrastructure. That is a core function of government. Uh, we have to do it efficiently and conservatively, but we have to have roads. Uh, we have to have water. And and then also to that point, we now realize that, uh, you know, broadband really is a, uh, uh, a necessity, not a luxury. And we've got to make sure that it's reaching out to, to everybody. 
and uh, we, we will come up with uh, ways of doing that. There's some old things that have been funded, I think, that we're going to look to remove and replace it with the broadband. So nothing changes from a tax perspective. Uh, but those dollars are redirected rather than to fix landlines, which you know a lot of people have given up mm-hmm. for, for going just with cell phones. Um, rather than funding those, maybe we ought to be funding broadband instead, which makes a lot more sense to most of us. Yeah. Well, Drew, it should be a very entertaining and also a uh, very important session down in Austin uh, come January. And uh, Drew, uh, once again, hey, congratulations on winning, and uh, we look forward to uh, working with you as uh, you head to Austin to represent us. Likewise, hey, and I look forward to, to being in Wise County, doing town halls here before we get in session, even during the start of session. And, and all as always, those uh, that uh, the four counties I've represented know this, but let me share with everybody there. If there's anything I can do to help, reach out to my office. Uh, constituent service is my top priority, and we want to make sure we're dealing with uh, some of the problems that state government sometimes causes people. So always happy to help. All right. Well, Drew, hey, I appreciate it. I'll be talking with you soon. Thanks. All right, Richard and Kristen, y'all have a a, uh, Merry Christmas and look forward to the next time. All All right. You too. You too.